welcome. My name is Mason, and this is Mace on the Bad Batch, episode eight, which is titled Reunion. And I'm here to give my thoughts on this episode. I will give some non-spoiler thoughts up top uh, before getting into spoilers uh, in a little bit. Uh, but I do want to say that without spoiling the episode, uh, I think that this is easily one of the strongest, most intense, most beautifully animated and darkest episodes of the season by far. Uh, we do get, as is teased in the episode title, uh, and as you can see from the thumbnail, uh, we are getting back to the Empire and Crosshair um, and Kamino and everything to do with that story arc. Uh, and things kind of come to a head here in this episode as we get a not-so-happy reunion uh, between the Bad Batch and Crosshair uh, and everything that unfolds there. So there's not a lot that I can say about this episode without spoiling anything. But like I said, I think this is easily one of the strongest episodes of the season. Might be my favorite episode of the season, apart from the premiere, maybe even including the premiere. Uh, I've watched it a couple times now, and there's just so many cool things that they do in this episode. There's so many epic action set pieces uh, there's so much great character work and character interaction. Um, there, there's a lot to love about this episode. Even though it's shorter, it's only 26 minutes with credits, so probably about 22 minutes um, without credits. So it's not a long episode, but they pack in so much goodness into a short amount of time. So I was extremely satisfied with this episode. Um, I couldn't believe uh, how far it went. Uh, in this episode. There were so many things that surprised me, um, things that I thought might happen eventually, but definitely happened sooner than I thought they would, um, and the inclusion of people that I did not expect. Um, so it was definitely, uh, definitely a great episode of Star Wars television. Um, reminds me that it is such a wonderful time to be a fan of Star Wars, and I'm so excited. We're now halfway through uh, this first season of The Bad Batch, um, and you know, I think things, things aren't really going to let up from here. Like there's, yeah, I don't think there's a way to go back to any kind of episodes that would be considered filler. Uh, I think it's going to be all killer, uh, from here on out. So excited for what the rest of these episodes hold. And that's about as much as I can say without spoiling anything. So if you haven't seen the episode, please, please watch it. Uh, then you can come back for the rest of my thoughts, uh, on this episode of the Bad Batch. So getting into spoilers, final warning, um, easily the biggest thing from this episode uh, that many people will be talking about. Uh, I think, you know, I've been looking through Twitter and I haven't really seen it spoiled on Twitter uh, yet. And I, I think that Star Wars fans have done a great job of respecting fellow fans that take a while to see these episodes. And I, I think that's great. Um, but, you know, very soon everyone's going to be talking about the appearance of, of course, the legendary... Um, most, you know, epic, dangerous bounty hunter of all time, except maybe Boba Fett, but I'll explain that a little bit more. But we get the return of Cad Bane uh, in this episode, which was a complete surprise. You know, uh, obviously in this episode, the Kaminoans are talking about how because, you know, Admiral Rampart doesn't care about clones that will not conform uh, if they're not going to conform, if they're not going to follow orders, they need to be eliminated. And he doesn't care that Omega is with them. So 
essentially he's sending Crosshair and his elite squad and some other clone troopers to wipe out the entire Bad Batch with Omega. No survivors. Just get rid of them. Get rid of the problem. Um, and that that's the plan. So when the Kaminoans overhear this, they're like, oh, we, you know, we've already sent one bounty hunter to kind of track them down. But if that bounty hunter is not getting the job done, we need to make sure that someone gets there in time uh, to prevent Crosshair from taking out uh, Omega. So uh, they send... Uh, we hear, we understand they're going to send someone, and it does confirm that they are in fact the ones who sent Fennec Shand originally. I think that wasn't much of a question. I think everybody pretty much figured out that uh, it was the Kaminoans that sent Fennec Shand in the first place. But just a confirmation in this episode, and then they send in Cad Bane to really not rescue the Bad Batch, uh, just rescue Omega. So um, you know, by the end of this episode, Omega is with Cad Bane on her way back to Camino, um, and, you know, to do whatever they have planned with her, but essentially just protect their experiment with her. Um, and the rest of the Bad Batch survive, which, you know, I was very concerned uh, when Hunter faced off with Cad Bane. I was like, you know, against anyone else, I would pick Hunter, probably. But against Cad Bane... I, I didn't see Hunter walking away from this. And so this also answers kind of one of the questions that my wife always asks, which is why do they wear armor uh, if it doesn't seem to stop anything? Uh, so it was great to see that in this episode, at least, uh, with Hunter and the Bad Batch, their armor uh, is slightly stronger, I guess, than Stormtrooper armor uh, and uh, can, take a, can take a shot. So uh, Hunter's chest plate, fortunately, was able to stop the shot, and he does survive, but... By the end of the episode, we see that the Bad Batch are separated from Omega um, and we'll have to figure out where Cad Bane has taken her. Um, I don't think they know who Cad Bane is other than he's... I don't even know if they know his name, but they know he's a bounty hunter. Uh, he'd probably be pretty easy to describe, so I'm sure they won't have any trouble figuring out who he is. Uh, but they're obviously going to have to go back to Sid, I think, to get that information. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see their reunion with Sid, uh, if they're able to, it seems like they've been able to recover some supplies, maybe, uh, I don't know how much of that survived their trip out of the, uh, Jedi cruiser, but maybe some stuff that can help pay off their debt. Um, I don't think they'll, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to do any more side missions, uh, for Sid until they get Omega back. So, uh, yeah, that, that's where, that, that's the big talk of this episode was the inclusion of Cad Bane. And if you, if you watch this and you haven't watched the Clone Wars and have no idea who Cad Bane is, uh, he was a very big threat um, to Anakin and Obi-Wan and, uh, you know, the Republic and, and the clone troopers. He was getting in the way uh, and he was, he was definitely a worthy opponent. He was able to kind of go toe-to-toe uh, with Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, at various points in the series. So he's definitely someone who's not to be messed with. Uh, very lethal. Uh, he's someone who was sent to get the list of Force-sensitive force children at one point from Darth Sidious. So he was kind of the bounty hunter of choice. And doing some of my research, uh, things that I don't remember knowing, uh, but that I found in my research were that Cad Bane was actually trained by Jango Fett. 
who is obviously the one who whose DNA is being used for all of the clone troopers. So he is on the level, like the elite level of a Jango Fett. Um, and, you know, he was also responsible for training Boba Fett. Uh, he kind of took that upon himself after Jango Fett died. Uh, he was the bounty hunter that helped train Boba Fett. So he's a very big character in the Star Wars universe. He might be a little bit of a deep cut if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, uh, but he's a very influential character, even though um, you know his, his time on the Clone Wars was short-lived. Everybody wanted to see him come back. Um, and there's some unproduced Clone Wars episodes that involve him and Boba Fett uh, working together, uh, which, you know, we don't really know where Boba Fett is right now. I think we maybe, I think a lot of people theorize we might see Boba Fett because he's obviously around. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we get Boba in here, um, if we get... Yeah, if we get the Bad Batch pursuing them, coming across Boba, who knows? Uh, it'd be interesting, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, rule out an appearance by Boba Fett now that we've seen Cad Bane, uh, who's very much involved in the lives of Jango Fett and Boba Fett. Uh, so I think that opens the door for a Boba Fett return in the Bad Batch. Obviously, he'll be younger uh, at this point in time, but definitely be cool to see him um, and... Yeah, other than that, other than that big moment in the episode, I would say that tied to that moment uh, was one of the coolest shots I've seen in Star Wars, which is that awesome POV shot from Hunter's helmet as he's coming back to consciousness. It was very much like in the style of a first-person shooter kind of video game, where maybe something like Halo, where you're seeing that POV through the helmet as he's kind of coming back to consciousness. We see people leaning over him. It's such a great, like... It's a great war movie shot, um, and the way that they used it here in this episode, after we thought maybe Hunter had been taken out, which was very terrifying, uh, we see that he's coming back to consciousness. He doesn't, you know, Omega's gone. Uh, the, the rest of the guys are asking what happened, and I thought that that was a great, such a great war, war shot. Um, elsewhere in this episode, uh, we get the damage to Crosshair, um, which... It'll be interesting to see what happens with Crosshair now that the kind of the power from the engine uh, and that energy kind of damaged his eyes. He had one eye bandaged. Obviously, he still has one eye working, and you only need one eye for the scope. So I'm sure he'd still be effective, but we'll see what... Uh, he also has an arm and a sling at the end of this episode. So I don't know if he's unable to operate as a sharpshooter, as a leader, it'd be interesting to see, like, how, if, if Admiral Rampart keeps him around, uh, or if he's on the outs with the Empire, or uh, what they do there. Obviously, they've got Bacta, and, you know, they can do some, they can do some healing stuff with him, uh, obviously, so it's not like he's suffering irreparable damage, but maybe, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. He might get some kind of, like, uh, advanced, I, you know, to replace the one that was damaged. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll get enhanced and be even more lethal than he was before. But uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, he's failed uh, in bringing in the Bad Batch. And failure generally does not go over well with the Empire. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Crosshair post-failure on this mission. But I have to say, the action uh, with the Engine Corps 
uh, in this episode was just a knockout. It was so incredible. And I love, like, at the beginning of this episode, obviously we get uh, Wrecker and Omega in, in a great scene. And it's obviously, like, it's obviously a plant at the beginning of the scene. Like, they're obviously planting seeds that are going to pay off later in the episode. The same way that when Omega was training with her bow at the beginning of the other episode, a couple episodes back, we knew that she was going to use that bow later in the episode at a pivotal moment. So we know when he's teaching her how to arm and disarm uh, explosives, obviously explosives are going to be a big part of this episode in some ways. Like, okay, is she going to have to disarm something or arm something? Like, what's the job going to be that involves explosives in this episode? And the way that they plant those explosives around the cone, around the engine core, um, was A, a really cool plan, B, well executed visually, uh, and, and the way that it kind of broke out and you see, like, the engine core kind of go crazy and, and take out a bunch of people. I just thought that such a cool way to use that Jedi cruiser in the scrapyard. Um, and speaking of the scrapyard... On Bracca, which uh, is a planet that I forgot to mention last week because I don't even know if I heard or remember the name of the planet last week, to be honest. But I definitely, uh, in doing, again, doing a little bit of my research, realized that Bracca was one of the planets that's in the Jedi Fallen Order video game. So uh, if you've played that game, you're aware of this planet, uh, this this junkyard planet that pops up uh, in that video game. So... Cool little reference. I have played the video game. I've played through it. Uh, it's really cool. Definitely recommend it. If you've got a PS4 or PS5 or Xbox or whatever, uh, definitely check out that game. It is really cool to play through. It's kind of like the Jedi version of an Uncharted uh, or a Tomb Raider or something like that. So it's really cool. You get to explore a whole lot of really cool stuff from Star Wars. A lot of great planets, a lot of great action. You get to use a lightsaber. I, it, it's super cool. So definitely check out that video game. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering if Cal Kestis, who's the main character of that video game, would show up uh, in this series. Uh, so I think the inclusion of Bracca uh, definitely ties things together with that video game. And so I think, once again, it's not off the table to potentially see Cal Kestis uh, pop up in this series as one of the survivors. I don't know. Like, he is in hiding during the video game. Uh, so I don't know... You know, I don't know, like, if we would necessarily see him in action because he is in hiding. Uh, but we could see, like, a brief cameo, a brief shot of him uh, working somewhere. Wouldn't rule that out. So, anyway, tying things together uh, between Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, and the Bad Batch. That was really cool. Uh, two weeks in a row here. And uh, I love, uh, elsewhere in the episode, I do love the character interactions that we get. Obviously, the stuff between Omega and Wrecker is always good. But I love the odd couple pairing always of Wrecker and Tech. Uh, there's some great dialogue in this episode between Wrecker and Tech and Omega. Uh, I love that when Omega is asking Tech about, like, what was the war like? And he gives this very, like, straightforward, logical answer of, like, oh, it was a, it was a mission objective full of battles. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, great. So what was it like? And he's like, I, I just told you. <laughs> so it was really funny. Uh, funny interaction there. Uh, and the, we, we see throughout this episode the way that Tech kind of tries to explain things. Uh, and he doesn't realize that the, the level that he's speaking at is not 
understandable. Like he needs to speak in plain English, basically. He needs to speak basic, you know. He's speaking tech. He needs to speak basic. Uh, and so we see different reactions to it. You know, people are like, oh, I didn't know we were actually going, you know, through the engine core. And he's like, I couldn't have said it more more clearly. Like, you know, uh, so some great lines from tech in this episode. Uh, and I love, I love the way that Wrecker, you know, they've got these torpedoes that they've found. Um, and the way that he just chucks a torpedo to take out one of the guys, the way in like his direct hit comment, I thought it was so great. Obviously a wrecker move uh, to just launch a tor- physically launch a torpedo at someone as a projectile um, using his bare hands. I thought that was a great action. So I love uh, the character rooted action that occurs in these episodes and the interactions. I thought that it was great that, you know, Echo was a little bit more utilized in this episode. He's still like, he still doesn't quite, you know, stand out as much of the other members of the Bad Batch. I think that it's because, you know, he's not enhanced. He is different. Like, he obviously has his arm that he can use to, you know, get into different, uh, get into different machines and stuff like that. He can use it to activate different things. So he has an ability, but not an enhancement, and he is newer to the batch. Uh, so it's great whenever we get a little bit more with Echo. And I think that in this episode, we had a great conversation between Echo and Hunter, uh, where they're talking about, you know, basically Hunter's talking about how they need money. And Echo's saying like, well, if we just left with Rex, we wouldn't need money, you know. Uh, but in reality, like, or he's like, we wouldn't be in debt to Sid. But, you know, I don't think you want to leave a debt to Sid unpaid and just bail out. <laughs> like, I think that that'd be, that'd be a risky move to owe Sid some money. So it's probably better that they do go back to Sid and try to give her some of that information they got or some of those weapons they got, uh, try to settle that debt before they go off and go on other missions. So... Yeah, obviously, I think they are going to end up with Rex uh, and the and the uh, and the rebels, um, but I think that there's a couple steps they need to follow in that process uh, that leave things tied up with Sid and leaves them free to move on uh, without having yet another person on their tail, someone that they owe. So, uh, but yeah, great, you know, uh, great conversation. He's like, because Hunter's talking about how you know. That's not that's not what they do, or that's not the way that they go, and you know, Echo saying basically like, you know, we're soldiers. Like, what else is there? You know, this is what we do. So, uh, yeah, I'm forgetting the exact dialogue, but just that conversation between Echo and Hunter, you know, talking about like they are soldiers. Like they fight. That's what they do. And this whole like side hustle of doing jobs for Sid, like doing mercenary work. That's not that's not really their thing. Like they're, they're soldiers. They need a mission. Like they need, they need a higher calling. Um, they need, you need, you know, they need that thing that they're fighting for. So, you know, like I said, I, I think they will, they will join up with Rex in the future, but I think first, I think they do have to go back to Sid. Uh, I think the next episode, I would guess that they're going to go back to Sid to get information about Cad Bane. And then, uh, they're going to pursue Cad Bane, obviously, which is probably going to lead them back to Camino. I also think that on Camino, with Cad Bane trying to return Omega, I think we are going to get more information about what exactly the experiment is, what her enhancement is, why she's so valuable to the Kaminoans. I think we are going to start to dig into that a little bit. 
Uh, so we'll see. I think that potentially in an effort to pursue Cad Bane, we could see them team up with Fennec Shand um, since Fennec obviously, you know, Fennec didn't, isn't going to get the bounty because Cad Bane already has the girl. But, you know, if she teams up with the Bad Batch, maybe she might, you know, find a way to earn something. Uh, so we'll see if we'll see if uh, if the Bad Batch are able to bring Fennec Shand back into the picture. But where there's Fennec, you know, there's there's Boba, there's Cad Bane. I think all of those worlds are going to collide. I think we will see Boba Fett. I think we will get more answers about Omega's enhancements. And I think we are going to get a storming of Kamino by the Bad Batch at some point in the season. That's probably closer to the finale. Uh, but there does there is obviously going to be another confrontation I think, between them uh, and Cad Bane. So definitely excited. Things are picking up uh, speed. Things are getting darker. They are getting more intense. I think we are going to need some levity at some point uh, because to have eight straight episodes of dark, heavy subject matter I think is a lot. Uh, so I'll be interested to see where they fit in some of the levity, some of the humor um, you know, for the rest of this season. So we'll see. We'll see where we go. They usually Star Wars does a great job of balancing... Uh, weight and humor. So I know they'll do a great job. Again, the animation is excellent. Uh, great to have Cad Bane back. Uh, great callback to the Clone Wars series. Encouraging everyone to watch the Clone Wars, but make sure that you check out the correct watch order if you haven't seen the Clone Wars yet. There is a specific watch order for the episodes because they didn't air chronologically. Uh, so if you want to get it in continuity, you got to watch the episodes in a certain order, but it's worth it. Um, it starts off, you know, the first episode maybe is a little bit slower, but from episode two, from season two uh, onward, each season just gets better and better and better, obviously all the way up to the finale. So highly recommend checking out The Clone Wars and Rebels, all the animated stuff. It's great. I haven't seen uh, Resistance, which takes place during the Force Awakens, Last Jedi time range. Um, so I, I can't speak to the quality of Star Wars Resistance, but... Um, you know, Clone Wars, Rebels, great series. Check them out. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for my thoughts on this episode. Excited to see, as always, where things go. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of, you know, positive remarks online. Uh, seems like this one was pretty well received all around. Uh, but some people might be like, who's the blue guy? Uh, that's Cad Bane. Look him up. And yeah, if you have any other thoughts on this episode, if I missed anything, please let me know. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MaceOnMovies. Send me a voice message through the Anchor app, all that stuff. But please remember to uh, subscribe, share on social media, share with your friends and family and all that. Uh, but I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been worth your time. And uh, please remember to check out the rest of the podcast feed, other things that I've got going on there, uh, different Reviews of DC Animated Movie Universe stuff, uh, Studio Ghibli films, Loki, all that stuff. There's plenty for you to explore and enjoy if you like. And uh, until next time, please remember to take care of yourself, take care of your physical and mental health, and remember to always be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.